everybody, my name is Manuel Esqueda. And I am Sal Esqueda. And today in Yakuvian nonsense. There's some Yakuvian where, nonsense about? I mean, there's always Yakuvian I mean, it all <laughs> Like, literally, I can't when keep up with it. Nonsense? There is so much Yakuvian nonsense. Out. When I had a, when I was a private chef, I had a, I had a client who, um, who was like a, uh, he was like a, he was like a black Muslim, like, you know, liberal, woke kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he just, he thought it was hilarious when he heard me call white people Yakubians. Yeah, it's it's Muslim. He was like, chef, yeah, 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 it is a Muslim saying, yeah, yeah. He's like, chef well, it's is more like, too woke. He's like, you are too woke, chef. <laughs> too yeah, woke. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, it's um, it's more of like a black Muslim thing for the most part. The it's a nation of are, Islam thing. It's it's specifically a nation, of, nation Islam of Islam thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to like kind of come we can't, from should we? Jacob? Should we? Let's not, let's not, don't, don't, don't explain it. Don't explain it. Look okay. it up. Yakubian. Look it up. Google it if you really want to know. According to uh, Urban Dictionary, it's the most disrespectful way to uh, talk about white people. So mm-hmm. I'm all about it. All about it. Yeah. So you can believe it. Considering that we have such little words to use for him. Yeah. Cracker doesn't really have the, the right oomph to it as mm. the words that they have for all of us. <laughs> it doesn't have the right kutzpah to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Ouvre. None of them really have quite. None of them really carry the ouvre. Yakub sounds pretty good to me. I like that. So what's the Yakubian nonsense? The one I was going to talk about first, I was going to talk about it, but then on my news feed, something else popped up that isn't Yakubian nonsense. Like just now? Like just... Not just now, but today. Originally, I had something planned out that I was going to talk about as far as Yakubian nonsense, but then this popped up and I felt like we could talk about it first. All right, because I got I got some Yakubian nonsense too. Some of my stories involve Yakubian <laughs> buffoonery as well, Yakubian, okay. if you will. Well, the the story I was gonna talk. I think we can get by this fairly quickly, so uh, I'm just gonna maybe just gonna talk well, about we'll it. try. Uh, <laughs> um, so I don't know if you've seen the video of George Lopez taking a piss on Donald Trump's star on, in L.A. No, I have not seen that. There's a video of George Lopez. I don't know if it's real because I like I don't disagree. I don't disagree with the act, <laughs> but for some reason it still makes me roll my eyes when you say it. Yeah, because it involves George Lopez <laughs> and Donald Trump. <laughs> it involves two two people that is just like uh, you know what I mean? Two people with like yeah, two people with really exaggerated hairdos. <laughs> So you know, what, ha- what weird shit is going he... on upstairs? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just talking so what... about the hair. Just the hair. Yeah, right now. So what he did was like he he, <laughs> he whipped it out and he just took a huge <laughs> mad piss in the middle of like the Hollywood um, signs or whatever. You know, the, no the, warning. The, the Walk of Fame. I mean, it seemed a bit staged to me when I saw it because like I mean, he kind of whipping over his, his dick sh- out in public, like just. Well, it, the, the other thing is that it's censored too, so. Why would the internet have a censored video of him taking a piss? Because it's the internet, you know? Yeah. Like, it seems like he released it. And if he released it, um, would he actually even bother using his own penis or a prosthetic penis? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably like, well, let me, actually, well, now I got to see the video. Did you send it to me? Um, no, I'll find it for you right now. Now we got to see, because I feel like, I feel like he, like, he might, like, you can edit it out, but you can make it, you can make it look longer or shorter than it is, you know? Yeah. Just like by following like the flesh tones. George Lopez P. Uh, And it came out on TMZ too. So obviously take that for what you will. The messy zone. Yeah. TMZ, the messy zone. Oh, I see now. No, it is fake. Confirmed fake, you guys. No, it's definitely fake. Well, there was no pool. What was the point to that? Mm, That's disappointing. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. But like the, the, the. It's it, it's graphic looking. And when I originally saw it, it was censored, so it was even more graphic looking. He did a pretty good job at like pretending to pee on it. It's, I mean, I feel like it still shows the message that he's trying to portray, which is fuck this guy. I think he was he, he was holding a water bottle. Yeah, it was a small water bottle. Yeah, yeah, he's just like pretending to pee, but with like he's just like he's just being obscene. Yeah, exactly. No, but yeah, for sure. Good, good on George Love. Shout out to George Love. fuck that guy for sure. All right, so going back to Yakubian nonsense, the one that I really struck me was this guy who hassled a woman in a Puerto Rico shirt. I don't know. If oh, you've seen the, this you know, I kept I kept getting those, and I just I did not even want to listen to it. I guess I should have because we would probably because we could talk about it. Like I said, it's so hard to keep up with this nonsense. Because I read the subtitles. Yeah, I just saw the subtitles, and I was like, I I just I don't even have the energy to fucking listen it to it. It changes so quickly, so I I heard about it like on 
on Tuesday and then something else happened on Wednesday and something else happens on Thursday and then something else happened on Friday because originally what happened was this woman was reserved a seat for a picnic in a park. She was wearing a Puerto Rico shirt and this drunk guy in Chicago, this drunk white guy in Chicago came up to her and he, he was just slurring and saying like, why are you wearing that shirt? This is America. You, you can't be wearing that. You can't change us. And the guys and he, she was like, um, I can wear whatever I want because this is America. She was like, no, wear America shirts. And then she'd say, first of all, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. And then he was like, no, it's not. We take care of Puerto Rico. It doesn't mean you're part of us, though. And it was just a whole bunch of nonsense. But the biggest issue. About you know, if he was so like drunk, it's like. Sometimes the Puerto Rico flag kind of looks like the Texas flag to me. Exactly. That was also part of the discussion that was being had online. But the biggest issue for me was that there was a literal police officer standing five feet away from them. Oh, really? He ca- literally. I'm not even joking with you. He was standing about five feet away from them. And the lady kept saying, could you please get him away from me? Could you please get him away from me? And he kept getting very close to her and very much in her space. And if any of you have ever been around a drunk, angry person, you 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 know it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel good to have that to be in that situation. No, because they're, not, you don't they're know, not pleasant at all. Yeah, not not only are they unpleasant, you don't know how they're going to react. And he was literally in her face to the point where like he could just have taken a swipe at her whenever he wanted. And the whole time, the police officer refused to do a single thing about it. He he literally looked away from the situation that was going on. And this, this man was obviously like not being respectful of anything. But this kept happening until another person came by, uh, another bystander came by and pushed him away from her. And he said, you got to get away from here. You got to get you got to leave her alone. And not until that situation did the cop come in and decide to try and like change the situation. You know, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. a man... It, it, it was complete nonsense. So another cop showed up and they arrested the man. This happened on one day. I forgot the exact day of it. But literally the next day, the police officer was put on desk duty. The day after that, the cop quit over the video because of him ignoring the woman in the Puerto Rico shirt and the backlash he got with the internet. Oh, wow. The, the day after that, the man got charged for a, a felony assault hate crime for the on the woman. Yeah, which it was. Which it was, and this happened just so quickly in the span of days, which which to me was just very shocking to have to like this to see a story is like, oh, I want to talk about this on my podcast, and it just literally changing during the week of like me being interested of wanting to talk about. We it. should just do a daily podcast. No, I can't handle that. <laughs> But that's pretty much it. That's all I wanted to talk about that situation. And it's just like another it's just like another reason why you can't trust the, the police. Like you can't trust them when they're there and you can't trust them when they're not there, you know? It's just it's just like it's just like you said, you know, it's, uh, it just shows um how useless police can be sometimes when colored people are in trouble, you know? Mm-hmm. So what do you got in Yakubian nonsense, though? Yakubian nonsense. Well, I had some Yakubian nonsense for later, but I was actually I wanted to do my I wanted to give my my July 12th birthday oh yeah, okay yeah sorry, sorry, sorry. so yeah we actually do gotta go into yakubian nonsense then um i gotta i wanted to talk about elon musk actually okay prominent prominent guy in the prominent, in the Yaku. <laughs> <laughs> prominent yakubian <laughs> who seems to like to insert himself into, into every situation and this was like i was reading about the uh, i was reading about the thai boys in the cave oh my god this whole this whole thing is so much and i just that i guess another story yeah huh another story that developed in the process in this like week of like yeah it happened now. it happened over a week actually well, no, they, they were there for a while. They were trapped in that cave for 17 days. Yeah, but the reporting of it pretty much, like, really came into full effect, like, this week, I feel like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, a Thai soccer team ended up in a, ended up stuck in a cave for 17 days. And I just, I caught up on all of this. And you may wonder, like, how did this, how did this even happen? Well, I guess they, they had gotten to the cave to do some kind of an initiation ritual. Which all sounds what? Really, I know. <laughs> I thought I heard it was they were just exploring it and they got lost. Is what they were I just heard. exploring. Yeah, they were just exploring it, solving groovy mysteries in Thailand. Okay, sure. Yeah, no. Um, I guess it was, there was a soccer team and there was some kind of initiation ritual that the coach was taking them to, where they were going to write their names on the walls of the cave. Oh my god, what an idiot! Well, I mean, it's not. It sound. It doesn't sound. What happened was that it just like yeah. Then then there was a, a storm ensued and it started raining and it actually flooded the cave. So can I just say something? Hmm. I'm afraid of the dark. All right, and the re- the reason behind that fear is not you're not afraid of the actual darkness you're afraid of what's inside the darkness right Mm -hmm. what you can't see what you can't see so just the idea of like i'm gonna walk inside this cave and maybe it's because i know too much about caves (laughs) how much (laughs) do you know about caves i mean i know enough to know that they can just go on forever yeah yeah, and if you take a wrong turn unless you're unless you're fucking nancy drew and you know to (laughs) always only turn left when you're like in a maze um you're gonna be in trouble 
And who knows how many left turns there are in a cave. Well, there was there was a point that that he knew they were going to. You know, I th- I think I feel like the the coach knew the cave, and he didn't expect that. Um, he didn't expect that it was going to start raining. That there was going to be a monsoon outside or something. <sighs> Caves. And just um, that would just that would just that would just lead to to the cave the cave getting flooded. You know, except at the point where they were, there were like there were several points where the cave was flooded because mm-hmm. it kind of curved up and down. You know, I think the moral of the story is just don't go wandering into random caves. Several days in, like after the after the the Vietnamese government is trying to uh, trying to figure out how to get how to rescue these people, and everyone's getting involved. Um, someone tweets at Elon Musk, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for the tweet right here. I had it somewhere. Yeah, go ahead and find it. Ah, here we go. Here it is. Here we go. The initial tweet tweet from Mabs Mabs Mags was that hi sir, if possible, can you assist in any way to get the twelve Thailand boys and their coach out of the cave at Elon Musk? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he sent out the bad signal then the the Musk signal the Musk signal the big the big it looks M. like a big Tesla sign in the in the sky. <laughs> he's, it's he's so much more than Tesla though. He's also got SpaceX and Boring Co. Okay. And so Elon Musk tweet, tweets, uh, Boring Co. has advanced ground-penetrating radar and is pretty good at digging holes. Don't know if pump rate is limited by electric power or pumps are too small. If so, could dropship fully charge power packs and pumps. So he got Boring. So he got his. He's got a. He he owns Boring Co. He got his digging company to start researching things. But he also put a call out to a bunch of other engineers and and SpaceX. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, Tesla to start coming up with a uh, with a solution, right? Yeah. So he hired one company. Like his first idea was to make a series of uh, to make a series of tubes that they could just put inside of the cave to haul all the children out. Like build make an inflatable tube tunnel that everyone could could like crawl out of, which then turned into like a, like an inflatable tube that uh, that a diver could haul out. But while he had that group working on that, he still had he had SpaceX engineers working on a completely different project where they made a submarine, a child sized mm-hmm. submarine yeah. that you could fit uh you could fit kids in. And he put an MP three player in it. Okay. <laughs> put an MP three player and speakers. And uh I guess at the end So um, you can play the black eyed peas while you're getting rescued. You can I the, understand. Yeah, yeah, you can play the black eyed peas while you're getting rescued. <laughs> Cause the the le- first thing I would want to hear after spending days in a cave would be let's get it started in here. So Elon Musk is working on his thing, and at this point, like the at this point, like the the rescue the rescue efforts are three days in, and they've already gotten four of the children out. And the Thai government has already the Vietnamese government has already told him that um that his that his submarine is just not it's not necessary it's not practical. But uh, Elon Musk still shows up, and he and he just drops off his submarine by the cave, like because they've already gotten eight of the kids out at this point. By the time he shows up with his submarine, and he drops it off by the cave, and yeah, he just kind of leaves it there. And he leaves. Uh, he leaves. Uh, he tweets out. He leaves. He tweets out pictures, and he says, "I just returned from Cave Three. Mini sub is ready if needed. It is made of rocket parts and named Wild Boar after kids soccer team. Leaving here in case it may be useful in the future. Thailand is so beautiful." <laughs> hey, I got this submarine. I'll just leave it here in case y'all need it. Keys in the ignition. Elon Musk just showed up with a submarine. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I read that like people considered it kind of a failure. <laughs> what he well, did that is i, I mean, mean in the end the submarine would have never even fit through the cave like the cave as you were reading the cave has like all these twists and turns because it's a cave yeah yeah it's a cave like the like what they actually what they did was they like they they, they sent divers in uh someone died doing it actually a, a, a vietnamese navy seal actually died in the in the while they were setting up the rescue mm-hmm. it's very easy to die while diving it's mm-hmm. a very dangerous thing to do especially when you're doing something like this in a cave um that's why a lot of people who die while diving they don't get their bodies don't get rescued much like the way that it happens in everest because it's just so difficult to mount a, a body uh return situation in those in those times mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what they did was they um they sent divers in from the mouth of the cave all the way to where the uh, to where the soccer team was was stranded with uh, with ropes, mm-hmm. and then um, and they taught them to swim. They actually had to learn to swim because apparently, like like Vietnamese people, like just learning to swim isn't something isn't a normal thing in a Vietnamese childhood. Okay. So actually, a lot of people in Vietnam don't know how to swim. Apparently, it's interesting for a place with a lot of monsoons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they had to teach them to swim. And so at the end, after after they, they set up the rope system, divers would go in in teams of four and they took out the soccer team two by two. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was one guy at the lead and he would carry the oxygen tank for the boy. 
and that way the that way the boy would just have to he would just have the goggles and the mask on and then the uh and then no he would he would the guy in the front would be like leading him with a rope and then the boy would be holding the rope that they set up yeah and then the diver in the back would be carrying all the all the oxygen and diving equipment for the boy so that they didn't have to worry about it okay so all they had to do was just kind of swim out and follow the uh follow the divers and uh, it took a few days but you know they got all of them out that way nice well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to all those people. Shout out to that uh, Vietnamese seal who had to lose his life. Yeah, hopefully. and now uh, and now Elon Musk is uh, now Elon Musk is gonna go uh, is gonna go uh, provide uh, drinking water to all of Detroit. He said. Good. Shout out to Elon Musk yeah, doing what the to... what the government can't even do. Let's see if it happens. You know. I mean, <laughs> he's gonna I show got, up. He's I gonna got... show up. He's like, I dropped off a a case of uh, Aquafina. <laughs> <laughs> it's inside the submarine. Yeah, he's gonna drop off a submarine full of aquafina. Feel free to use that if you needed to. Maybe if they have one of those submarines, maybe they can like. It's called the Bull after the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I was reading that people were making fun of him because uh, technically he failed. But I mean, he did fail. Uh, no one, the, the Vietnamese government told him not to not to make it. But then he says that he said that he was talking to the uh, to the dive team. You know, he was he was directly tweeting with the with the dive team and they were telling him to continue to continue to continue working on things, you know, to continue developing ideas. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, I guess, I guess. a lot of people were a lot of people were saying that we shouldn't make fun of Elon Musk because he's like two mean tweets away from being an evil genius, <laughs> which I see. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he is. He is. He is. I mean, he could have a completely like just alternate personality that we don't know about. He's from South Africa, isn't he? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like so a, he fits the parameters he's wealthy he's eccentric he's from not the united states and yeah. he's got a name that's his name is elon musk and he literally makes spaceships so he's got all the parameters for a james bond villain mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's got a, he's probably got a death laser in the basement i could see that he's got a doomsday uh, device i feel like there's a doom i feel like there's somewhere in elon musk's like in elon musk's home there's a doomsday button you know, like it's just a classic, got, like classic red button with like a glass case over it. Probably how he got Grimes to date him. She wasn't, she wasn't feeling the date, but then he was like, "You want to see my doomsday weapon?" You want to see weapon? my doomsday button? And she's like, "Uh, this is now. This is what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I wanted in my date." And then they went to that, um, to that one red carpet event, and she wore a Tesla collar. Fun was had all around. It was wild. It was wild. I don't know how how, how did they even meet. Is what I wanted to know. I don't know. I didn't really. I didn't really actually research that. You know. You know. There's another. There's a whole other podcast called uh, Musk Musk Watch. Musk Watch. It's a whole podcast just based on what Elon Musk is up to. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. So shout outs to Musk Watch because it's true. The guy. <laughs> the guy does provide a lot of material. You know, if we wanted to, we could probably do. We could probably do a whole episode just talk about Elon Musk. I mean, there's a whole podcast dedicated to it, so definitely an episode. You got something you want to throw in next, or should I go next? What you got? The next thing I read was uh, AI will soon be able to identify y- your face with uh, even if it's partially concealed. I always thought that was pretty scary. Yeah. There's also a new unmasking law in the works. Um, what is that? What's so, an unmasking law? Like something that like you can't protest with your face covered up or something like that? Exactly. It's a, it's a law. They're trying to pass a law where you can't protest with your face covered. Yeah, yeah, it just makes it just just harsher punishments if you get caught with your if you get caught with a face mask on or something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. And the the conversation going out a, a lot, you know, from the from the people who going back to the Antifa conversation we had before, people don't understand why they have their faces covered, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna take a second to explain a little bit about that. First and foremost, um, they don't they don't trust the government, you know. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Be... That's 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 kind of one of the bases of their, of that's one of their core beliefs is just or one of the one of the cores of their of their ideologies of distrust of the government. Yeah, even if like they had no reason to not trust the government, the simple fact is there's no reason to trust the government. <laughs> These people are obviously protesting the status quo. You should cover your face because you never know how that situation is going to end up going for you if you don't. You know, mm-hmm. also these um, I mean, this can be said on both party lines, but um, these w- everyone's pretty extreme right now. And if they see your face, you're very likely to get doxxed. Um, you're very likely to get death threats. You're very likely to maybe even get openly attacked in the future. Um, people say if you got if you're pro what you're protesting is right, you have no reason to hide your face. Well, 
you're incorrect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that disagree. You know, there's a lot of people that are gonna disagree with you, no matter what you, no matter what side you're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just gotta stay safe. But uh, what I was reading is that uh, Juggalo makeup is capable of confusing the AI software. Oh, so there you go. I guess now you guess now you just everyone has to dress up like uh, like scary clowns. Mm-hmm. They won't be able to tell Antifa and Proud Boys apart though if we do that. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. No, I, no. Juggalos, I feel like Juggalos. I feel like Juggalos are pretty, are pretty are not. I feel like the Juggalos don't bang with Trump. Yeah, I would. At least I hope so, because every time I read about them, they're all about family and respect and fago. You know, they're usually chilling and taking care of themselves. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem. They seem to. They see racism does not really seem to be like a Juggalo thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's family. I'm sure there. I'm sure there are racist Juggalos, but I don't think that's like a. That's like a, a core mantra to the Juggalo. Creed. Yeah, I don't think that's a core mantra. Yeah, I think that's just like that's just like a side effect of, of there being of, of Juggaloism being mainly a white people thing. Yeah. But for the most part, they're all pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Um, I also just be like a gang of misfits. If you don't want to uh, paint your face like a Juggalo, I read this article like a few years back. I forgot what it was exactly. But it's like um, it's like a, you can paint your face in like a cyberpunk makeup style where it just kind of looks a little bit more abstract. Um, so really, any kind of face paint, even a little bit of face paint, will be enough to confuse this AI facial recognition software. So so you don't necessarily so you can just be like a regular like just a traditional happy clown. Mm-hmm. You can be any kind of clown, or, or <laughs> you can just paint part of your face, or paint like wild uh, lightning bolts on your face, or something like that. You know. Or a French Piero. My point is that we all need to go out there and start running around like if we were in the Warriors movie. That's what I want, really. That's all I really want. And uh, it's made me think of like an idea for a book or an idea for a movie. And if somebody out there wants to bankroll this, hit me up. Um do you want to hear this? Should I even talk about this, or will someone steal my ideas? No, no, no. I wanna. I really, I really want to know. I really want to. You got me. So you got me enthralled here in the future. Wearing masks to protest the government is illegal. To counter this, protesters started painting their face. Um, and then it'd be like a cut to a protester, and it's like, we got to paint our faces um, <laughs> in this preview, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it stops the software. So I don't know why he has a Bostonian accent, but it's my personal favorite one, I suppose. It's Bill Burr. Bill Burr is the is one that, 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 that's supposed to be a Bostonian accent. I mean, we got to stop the software. All right. All right. For sure. (laughs) My guy, dudes. It's um, wicked. It's wicked. It's wicked confused. (laughs) It gets it. It gets it wicked confused. So that so they do that. And then the Proud Boys like is like, oh, well, they we need to wear the same thing, too, because we don't trust the government either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because all the leftist shills have the power in the government, you know? Yeah. Um, So they start painting their faces. And when they see this, they all start painting their faces differently to, so that they know who to identify with. And then maybe like it, it becomes pop culture or something and, and gangs start doing it. And slowly because, you know, the whole reason we're protesting uh, the government turns into like some kind of escape from New York scenario, a uh, water world kind of scenario where it just everything shuts down. And people just kind of post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, but there's still like a government big brother entity that is still trying to hunt down protesters and whatnot. You might as well make it steampunk too. No, no, no. This is not steampunk. No, you want to put it's, a steampunk theme on it, it is, with goggles? It's cyberpunk, if anything, not steampunk. It's, all right, yeah, cyberpunk's cool. Silly boy, get your genres straight. I'm saying we could make it steampunk, but we I don't want it to it be steampunk. So this is, it doesn't colonial. make sense because in this story, this is the this is the current timeline. This, we did not suddenly split off into a timeline where steam is the main form of like <laughs> transportation. All right, or propulsion. Even coal. No. You know, speaking of coal, did you know that there's a there's a rising uh, there's a there's a rising occurrence of um, Coal miners dying. God damn it, Sal. We're still talking about my <laughs> cyberpunk movie. <laughs> so there are many gangs and, and they fight and they're wearing makeup. All right. All right. You don't want... All right. Go ahead and say your, go ahead and say your um your coal story. You know, I was just I was just saying, just talking about steampunk, how I like we might as well be living in a steam in a steam centered society with uh, with this rising occurrence of uh, coal miners dying of black lung. Oh, okay. Know? That would be much healthier is what you mean. Well, I mean, since I mean, if we're just screaming into the void, you know, it's just it's just so silly that um, 
that that we're still that there's communities still trying to push for um the production of coal you know and even and even the fact that, that there's like a phrase such as like clean coal that exists which is an oxymoron which is just such an oxymoron yeah like coal is one of the dirtiest uh, one of the dirtiest fuels you can have yeah and it's definitely not a clean job getting it yeah and these people are dying like i, I don't like we need to um i got an idea for another movie what is it does it involve coal of course because we're talking about coal cell that's how ideas work so um in a, in the in the future <laughs> so no nah, not really i don't know i don't know i don't think it could be a movie but the point is pretty much is it in an alternative future that's powered by steam um it's uh it's a it's a, it's a warning story <laughs> um i i don't know maybe like maybe like maybe it's not a movie maybe it's a short short graphic novel where like miners start protesting or like people in the central america in the, in the middle america and southern states where like there's a lot of coal mining they start protesting saying that we got to use more coal and coal's got to be coming back so um instead of like trying to like learn a new trade or doing something logical like that they start dressing up like steampunk people <laughs> uh-huh. and and they start making like steam engines and shit like that that run on like steam from coal like they use coal to heat up water i suppose and then use the steam from the heat from from that and and yeah that's pretty much it and i think that would be funny if you saw like a a, per, a steampunk person with like a mega hat but it's got like gears on it and shit <laughs> is this a good goof is, is this doing it for you it's, it's, it's lost that's just you just it just lost it's lost me okay so which which one was better the first story or the second story um, I definitely like the first one more. Yeah, all right. The so, cyberpunk one. Yeah, the cyberpunk one with the gangs in the clown makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's gonna be different kind of makeup. They're not all gonna be wearing clown makeup. Would that movie be called Cyberpunk Clown Gangs? I mean, there's more than clown gangs though. Maybe there's like a <laughs> gang that dresses up like David Bowie, and has like David Bowie style makeup. Do you think you could just do you think the David Bowie makeup would throw off the throws off the facial recognition makeup? Yeah, the, yeah. The facial recognition software? Yeah, it does. You just need some kind of paint. Not not like it doesn't need to be full face covering. I think it'd be cool is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd bang with it. I'd bang with it. Next time I protest. You know, actually every time I've gone to a protest, I've never covered my face, actually. I've never done anything. Yeah, I've never covered my face either. I've taken a bandana before, just in case. But it's honestly mm-hmm. mostly for tear gas, if anything. But really, a bandana is not gonna do much for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I actually just, I actually just go fully prepared to just um to get out of any situation where I would need to have my face covered. You know. Yeah. Running shoes. Um, I'm wearing running. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely wearing running. Shoes. I definitely got my my running shoes, my Nike running shoes on in the protest. <laughs> the zip away. The ones with the toes. Oh really? You run in those? I heard you should have no, really run in I those. I don't have those. I don't have those. I'm not. I just have running shoes. Joe Rogan says that can hurt your feet. Your your feet. Yeah, that's what I heard. But then some people love them. You know, Joe Rogan loves them. Yeah, but you got to train your feet first. You got to train. I feel like my feet are strong. Okay. I feel like my feet are strong, Manny Grins. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. What you got next, though? Let's see. Well, on July twelfth, it was um, it was Lyudmila Pavlichenko's birthday. Mm-hmm. The um, the historic Soviet sniper in the Red Army during the Second World War. Mm-hmm. She was credited with uh, 309 kills, and she's regarded as one of the top military snipers of all time and most successful female sniper in history. Hey, shout out to you. And you know what? Actually, with the with the whole, you might think that there weren't a lot of female snipers, but just in the Russian army, there was actually she was actually part of an elite unit of female snipers. There was about 2,000 of them mm-hmm. during the Second World War, of which only 500 survived. So 2,000 and only 500 survived. Yeah, yeah. She was she was part of a she was part of a like her her sniper force was like uh, was all women, and 75 percent of them died in the Second World War. Yeah, I I mean I read that uh, Russia had a lot of snipers. And they were so hated that, like, they were particularly sought after to be murdered, to be killed, you know, by the by the opposition. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were horrifying, you know. Can you imagine, like, uh, like a sniper could, could be? They were, they could. If you've ever seen the movie, um, what was the movie? Um, Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know the ending of Full Metal Jacket. Spoiler alert for the ending of Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> you haven't seen Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. Where the where late. the where the whole army where the whole like the whole unit is just completely devastated by one single sniper. Mm-hmm. Who turns out to be a small child? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, and then uh, and then aside from uh, from Miss Pavlichenko, you know, if you wanna if you wanna know um 
on a side note a little bit more about it she's there's actually a song about her by woody guthrie mm-hmm. called miss pavlichenko which you can look up on youtube you want wanna... several pictures of her and you know i gotta say she's kind of hot too yeah she's cute yeah she was an attractive lady Lyudmila Mikhailovna Pavlichenko. Yeah, see, I didn't even try to pronounce her middle name. <laughs> I keep trying to pronounce names. I, I should know better. And she actually had more kills than um, the famous uh, White Feather in the Russian army, actually. Who's White Feather? Simo Hayaha. Did he kill, did he kill Nazis, too? Mm-hmm. He was also part of the Red Army. He was credited with... I like how Woody Guthrie says the word Nazi, too, when he's singing it. You know, so he's like a real fucking American, like yeah. Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was credited with 259 confirmed sniper kills. How many? 259? 259 confirmed sniper kills and an equal number of kills by machine slash submachine gun were also made by him during the Winter War. Damn. So so she was... So Lino Pavchenko, she was born on July 12th. That, that would make her a cancer, too, you know, like me. <laughs> you guys would match. World cancer. Do you think she was a sensitive lady? She was probably sensitive, she was right? Probably, like, she probably felt pretty bad about murdering all those people, but then she felt good because of all the people they were murdering, you know? Nah, you know, they were Nazis. Yeah. They were Nazis. Yeah, Nazis are not to be... Um, I think she didn't fuck. She didn't fuck with Nazis. Most people didn't. Mostly not yeah. Nazis only kind of... It's kind of like Nazis are the only people who fuck with Nazis. She killed 187 people in, um, in two and a half months. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like a it's like a slaughter farm dude like <laughs> that's like uh that's like what that, in two and a half months that's 60 how many per year is 75 that? days no in 75 days you go 187 people. how many people per day is that that's more than 10 um, no, no 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 that's like no no no, no, no. It's, it's less than 10 it's like hey you guys want to hear us try to do basic math <laughs> so let's just take out the it's calculator. like three it's like three it's like three people a day how many people was it in how many days 187 in like 75 days. So she killed two people per day, so. No, but it was it was like two and a half. It was, it was, you yeah, 2.4933333. Like so some days two, some days three. <laughs> she mixed it up. Some days one. She mixed up her murders. Her she probably didn't. She probably didn't. She, she probably wasn't murking Nazis like every day of the week, you know? Yeah, I guess some days like, she I'm might sure have she, done five and some days she might have gotten nothing. It's like hunting. Yeah. Sometimes you leave I mean, with nothing, someday, and sometimes you leave with a buck. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, I mean, and I'm assuming that, like she spent some of that. You're time still like hunting eating, though. <laughs> taking care of herself, you know. Mm-hmm. She probably rested a day mm-hmm. in like a pile of leaves, and then she became a historian after the war. Nice. She was a research assistant. A research assistant. Nice. Mm-hmm. For the navy, for the Soviet navy. Nice. That's a nice ending. Mm-hmm. And she's been on several Soviet commemorative stamps. Mm-hmm. It's also very nice. And uh, she died at age of 58. What? I mean, I don't know. Is that old for back then? Um, Maybe for the Soviet Union. Maybe in Soviet Russia. In Soviet Russia, <laughs> you die at a very young age. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny at all. <laughs> we have major problems <laughs> with healthcare. <laughs> actually, the Soviets had pretty good medicine. The Soviets were pretty good at shit, actually. Yeah, yeah the were. Soviets had pretty good medicine, but they had much less... Soviets had pretty good shit, you know. Much just a couple of scholars. You know. And, like... Uh, food. And food. That was their big issue. So it doesn't really matter how free your edu- your education and free your, your health care is, you know. At least that's what I was told um, um, by my by my by my relatives and friends that I have over here in East Germany. You know, yeah, she, it just says over here in what, I'm, in what I found, it just says that she died in, a, in 1974 at the age of 58. And was buried in Moscow, and it probably it probably involved the uh, probably involved the cold. Maybe, yeah, that's true. That's possible. Once you get older, you can't really handle that kind of temperature. She probably got pneumonia. Yeah, that sounds pretty classic. Do you think the uh, Do you think the ghosts of the Nazis she killed haunted her at night? Nah, they were too busy burning. I bet she, they were too busy burning in hell, Sal. <laughs> I bet she slept like a baby. Mm-hmm. She slept like a baby. <laughs> On the on, on the, the on the number three hundred. The sleep of the three hundred nine. Put some respect on. My bad. <laughs> Damn, she was one away from three ten. Yeah, you know. Do you think she ever? Do you think she ever like regretted that? I bet, when, like, I bet when she was like forty or like fifty something, she found like just like some ex Nazi and murdered him, and she was like three ten. I don't know if that's a do good. Do you think she would just Russian tell accent? people there was three ten? No, it was awful. Do you think she would just tell people there was three ten? No, no way, because that's then, that's, that's military like, record. She has more respect for herself than that. I mean, you don't know. She'd just be like, "Yeah, I killed like three hundred and ten of them." You know. <laughs> I guess maybe. 
I don't know. I don't want to make. I don't want to make assumptions on Miss 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 Pavlachenko. 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 Yeah, I don't want to make assumptions on Miss Pavlachenko. She you might. She else? might murder me in, in even in death. Murder you from beyond the grave. Yeah, definitely. Make me three ten. <laughs> you think she just referred to pigeons? As, do you think she she would like shoot pigeons from her? Window I'm hunting sometimes? pigeons, and it's actually there's like murdering murdering men. <laughs> Maybe I'm going pigeon hunting. What else you got? <laughs> So my next one right here is, uh, did you hear what's going on with Papa John's? No, something happened with, what else is, what else, what's new? I thought we weren't eating there anymore for some reason. He's homophobic. He's homophobic and a racist and too much of a capitalist for his own good. But this is Papa John himself too. It's Papa himself. It's the guy who woke up one day and said, uh, Jonathan, God damn it, Jonathan. Yeah. John Shatner. No, Schnatter, Schnatter. Schnatter. So today in, in Papa Nonsense, from the man who brought you, call me Papa. Um, so Did he say that? I don't know, dude. I'm just talking shit about this asshole. Papa John's founder, John Schnatter, resigned as chairman of the company Wednesday amid growing backlash over his use of the N-word during a conference call in May. What? During a conference call? Homeboy said it during a conference call. Is that just dropping N-bombs, like, but too much? Like, like that means that like, someone's like, can you stop? Can you stop saying that? And then he just keeps saying it. He's like, no, you see these N words. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it gets worse. Um, so according to, to Forbes, Shatner made the remarks in a set, in a call with Papa John's executives and the marketing agency laundry service on how to prevent negative public relations incidents. So they were talking like, about we gotta how to, not, we got to like get rid of all these pictures of these N words. <laughs> so not only were they like talking about how to like not negatively affect public relations, <laughs> and then he just decides to drop a drop, drop these words. What do you want to hear his quote? Yes. Okay. When asked how he would keep his distance from online racists, Schnatter said Colonel Sanders called black people N words and that he never faced criticism for it. This is this is what he said. Is it because Colonel Sanders like runs a fried chicken place and he runs a pizza place? Is that well I mean he's a he, I think his point is like in, in, also, I, Colonel Sanders isn't even here to defend himself. Yeah, yeah. I think his I think his point in his racist, homophobic, bigoted mind is black people love chicken, and Colonel Sanders was a racist. He's like, why is he allowed to be a racist and sell why chicken? Why can't I be a racist? Like, why? Like, yeah. He's like, there's a racist chicken restaurant just down the street. Why can't I be the racist pizza guy? Yeah, exactly. How? Like, they love it. How? Why? Why don't they love me? And I'm assuming during that phone call, the, the I think that's like, even that's even his own logic right there too. Mm-hmm. Like bringing Colonel Sanders, like that's just so out of left field. Like, how did how the fuck did you even come up with that? <laughs> you know that on the phone they were just it was a it was like a long it was like a really pregnant pause and they were just like um, um, um John? John please call me Papa um pa- Papa um <laughs> Papa um what 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 the, what the fuck are you smoking Papa <laughs> like did you really just say this like did these words come out of your straight, mouth straight straight PCP straight PCP. He also, Schnatter, Schnatter also said when he was growing up in Indiana, people dragged Africans Americans from trucks until they died. This is also something he said. So if that gives you. He said you, that like, he's like, he's like, what's somebody saying? He's like, I'm not dragging black people from a truck so I can just drop the end. Yeah, exactly. Okay, guys. Exactly. I'm not dragging them from, like, like they did when I was growing up. They used to drag them. He's in like, the- guys, it's not like I'm lynching them. <laughs> <laughs> like they did when I was <laughs> like, growing up. Um, I mean, this is kind of the situation of like, um, what was the name of that of that basketball owner uh, who was dating that lady? I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember. She was like taking remember. pictures with um, basketball players and he was like, listen, you can you can talk to them. You can date them. Just don't take pictures with them. <laughs> And she recorded the conversation. It's like, according to that guy, he was probably like, he was probably considered like a liberal in his day. You know what I mean? Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Yeah. Donald Sterling was probably considered a liberal in his day. And I'm sure. I literally Googled racist basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming um, um, John Schnatter is considered a liberal where he comes from, too. You know, let's see what happens. Let's do. I'm going to I'm going to go racist pizza guy. Dude, come on. It's obviously going to be Papa. I know, but I want to see if you, th- you think he will come up. Maybe he won't come up. He's going to come up. Oh, no. Papa John's, John Schneider. Yeah, yeah. First thing that comes up. Yeah, no, he He's is. He's a racial slur on conference call. In the middle of a conference call. Like, <laughs> it's like, could you imagine? Like, I can't, like. Was he talking about, like, how having, like, black people eat the pizza was bad publicity? No, was they were pu- talking about how do, how do, how the fuck do we keep John from making another ridiculous public image uh, faux pas? You know what I mean? 
Oh, they were talking about him specifically. I don't know about that, but I'm sure that was the I'm sure that was the conversation because they had recently lost like 10% of sales or like 5% of sales and they blamed it on uh, the PC culture or something like that because they were like saying how they support the NFL and not allowing uh, NFL players to take a knee during the national anthem. And he said and he said other shit before I that. Mean, yeah. That's the first time. He's been problematic from the from the jump pretty much, you know what I mean? And you know what, dude? I kind of I I you know what? I was I was going to say I like that pizza, but I feel like it, it used to be better before i mean i haven't had it in literally years um, i haven't had it in a lo- i had it like once a couple years ago but i think it was better like 10 or 12 years ago yeah i, I used pizza. to we used to eat papa john's all the time back in the valley i remember yeah, we used we to like a lot, lot of papa john's um and then uh we stopped after his first um situation where he he he, he refused to like raise wages on employees mm, and that that garlic butter sauce though, you know I mean? yeah it was dope uh but yeah he refused to raise raises for employees and said that he would fire a certain amount of employees because obama was doing something um he was pretty much firing people as like a way to punish obama i guess i don't know and he lives in he lives in like a little he lives in like a little yeah fucking obama so everyone's fired yeah exactly I'm gonna go back to my castle. But you know what? We got a we got a we got a Mediterranean pizza spot down the street from here, and they got the garlic butter on deck for me, so it's cool. <laughs> so I don't need Papa John's anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, how hard is it to make a um... shout out? Shout out to Tasty Pizza in City Heights. Hey, Tasty Pizza. How hard is it to make butter garlic butter for pizza dipping? Um, it's not difficult. You know, you can make it a bunch of different ways. It's not difficult at all. You just need a lot of butter. You just need some butter and some garlic. <laughs> you know, you need some butter, some garlic. If you want to get really fancy, I throw in some parsley in there too, some salt. Do you just like melt and the butter and go. then throw the garlic in there? You want me to tell you how I would do it? Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd kind of like I kind of would chop the garlic or slice it, and then I would uh, I would melt the butter, but not over super high heat. You know, just hot enough to like melt it, mm-hmm. and then you just throw the garlic in there and you let that sit. You know, you just you just let it sit in the butter for a good while. Okay. For like 30 minutes and you season it with salt and then you toss some uh, some chopped parsley in at the last minute. Okay. That sounds pretty and then good. You dip, yeah, then you just dip pizza in there. <laughs> then you just dip it in the in the pot like the animal you are eating fucking butter pizza. Eating buttery pizza. Oh my god, so bad. I know what I'm eating after this. Are you going to eat some pizza? Nah, nah, nah. I'm cutting back on the carbs. Mm. Carbs. I've been hitting them too strong lately. You've been you've been munching on them carbs too much. I've been hitting those carbs way too hard. I've been like I started I I was pretty good at the beginning of the year. I didn't need any carbs for a good while. Mm. Then I was pretty low carb, and then today I had bon mi and uh, and some pho. (laughs) Although I didn't finish the pho, Mm. I got the small pho, which was still a lot of pho, and it was I think I already told you it was awful pho, so I didn't really finish it. (laughs) Okay. Oh, you didn't even finish it. It was that bad. No, yeah, yeah. Didn't even want to finish it. I still paid for it, though. Mm. All right. If you guys want to know more about this pho, you can you can listen to it on uh, Soup Boys, mm-hmm. our soup based podcast. Our, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna change tracks. History. We're gonna go back to like being angry now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going back to what I'm saying is, when, go back to that back to that tangent I left off on the gar- on the coal farmers. What I'm saying is, solar is the future, people. Like, let's just let's just all invest in solar energy. For, you know, for real. I know I'm a fucking idiot, and I don't know what I'm talking about. But I feel like the sun is just always gonna be there. Mm-hmm. You know, coal is a coal is a coal is stupid. I'm I'm gonna I'm saying it fleeting. I'm saying it first here. You heard it first on this podcast. Coal is dumb. Coal is limited. You know, I'm not gonna go so far as to call it dumb. It's, I'm sure coal's done a lot of smart things. No, people have done. Coal, smart coal did us coal. good. Coal did us good. Coal treated us good for a while. You know. Hey Sal. What's up? You know what Janet Jackson said. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> so fuck you, Cole. That's true. That's true. Cole, what have you done for me while, lately? What have you done for us lately, Cole? What have you mm-hmm. done for us lately? Other than give everybody a bunch of black love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And hold us back. And hold us back, yeah. And and stop us from like harnessing the sun. We need to harness. We need to put a harness on mm-hmm. the sun. The sun is running around here wild. We need to attack the sun. We need to. We need to. That's what space force needs sun. to do. Yeah, we need to. We need to make a space force, and we need to just attack the sun because the sun is out to we get. We need to you. Tweet, tweet tweet at Donald Trump, and we need to protect our borders. Hashtag from the nuke sun. the sun. All right, nuke the sun. Hashtag, hashtag nuke the sun. Hashtag Donald Trump nuke the sun. That's what that's what the chant should be mm-hmm. at every at every Trump conference. The real the real threat is not space ISIS. The real threat is yeah. the sun. We gotta, we gotta nuke, nuke it. it. So that's the next thing. Mm-hmm. We got all these nukes. We, we gotta got nuke something. Nukes. Yeah, we got the sun. Gotta nuke something. Yeah, 
That's always that's got a, that's a bumper sticker for you. Actually, God nuke something. Uh, I'm sure it's already a bumper sticker because Nelson <laughs> from The Simpsons said that. Um, don't you remember when I was in high school? I wrote that song, "Nuke the Whales," for the, for my punk band. Oh, <laughs> and that was from a Simpsons episode where he had a sign that said "Nuke the Whales." Oh, damn. and Lisa said Lisa was like "Nuke the Whales," and he was like gotta nuke something <laughs> so i'm sure there's like already a bumper sticker somewhere out there that says gotta nuke something and it's got little whales blowing up i low-key have so oh, what were you gonna say you low-key have what i was gonna say i low-key i, I low-key always had a crush on lisa simpson cute she's a child um, you know what i mean you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i know what you mean i'm fucking with you so uh i wanted to bring up an update on blonde bar oh you got we talked that about in our last podcast i got what you got the update yeah today the latest update this this uh article was written by san diego city beat on july 11 2018 9 56 a.m so pretty fresh off the presses people so Blonde Bar, the title of the of the article is called Blonde Bar Gets Called Out. Woman claimed bartender at Mission Hills venue had a history of harassment. And Sal, you know the name of this bartender. You called him out when we were talking about him before um, on Facebook. Oh, yeah. And, you what know what? and I mean, they have it. They have it on the it's written in the article too. to be. Yeah, I know. But I want to I want to know if you know his name. Oh, yeah. Rodrigo. Rodrigo Gonzalez. Yep. Yep, yep. Did you know that before reading the article? or Did you read the article? Um. Well, I mean, I, I, I would forget his name sometimes. But what did I know? What? Well, I remember us talking about that the blonde bar situation before our podcast, and, and you said like, "Oh yeah, they're finally talking about some some girl said, oh, you mean Rodrigo?" Oh, and, on the Facebook, you... yeah, 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 yeah. Someone, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to mention anybody's name that isn't involved. Okay, in this. let's not blow anybody's spot up, right? Except for Rodrigo. I mean, Gonzalez Rodrigo's Rodrigo's name has been like written in print in the article. You can post, you can more people have read that than are going to listen to this at this point. You know, very true. He's already fucked over there. So blonde bar was called out this week for a series of incidents involving sexual harassment and assault. The Mission Hills Bar was highlighted in social media posts by the Girl Independent Ladies. Shout out to Girl Independent Ladies. A feminist music night hosted by Monica Mendoza, who formerly held a residency at Blonde. In the post, Mendoza writes that she would no longer host GIL nights at Blonde Bar as a direct result of numerous allegations and first-hand experiences of assault and intimidation from members of their staff. End quote. Um, among those allegations were sexual assault and abuse behavior within the bar at the hands of bartender Rod- Rodrigo Gonzalez. Boom. There's a Spanish name. I remember when I first read that, I was like, "Fuck, dude, he's gonna have to move out." Oh yeah, he's gotta move out of San Diego, man. Like, but then I, but then I thought about it again. He's like, you know what? Nothing's gonna happen to that guy. He's probably gonna find some other bar and be totally fine. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe. But I mean, this is like this. This got pretty big. San Diego's not that. San Diego's not that. I mean, maybe, maybe like a bar that doesn't do shows or like or do anything that like City Beat might be involved with. But who knows? You know, they could if it's at a rest. Like City Beat does restaurant stuff too. They could just they could something. Other people are gonna read about this. You know, it's a, it's an industry magazine, mm-hmm. kind of definitely. But yeah, so Mendoza was actually fired too. Yeah, I'm not sorry, not Mendoza, fired. not Mendoza, Gonzalez. Gonzalez, yeah. Yeah, Mendoza. Mendoza's incident with him involved. I mean, if you want, if you're reading about the incident, I can just tell you what happened. Like the the main incident that it talks about is one time Mendoza was DJing and she went to ask him about her uh, her drink tickets. Yeah. And Mendoza exactly. threw off the handle. I'm sorry, Gonzalez threw off the handle, kind of or something. Or I guess he started he started screaming at her, calling her a fucking bitch. He got and he got whore. security. To kick her out he got security to kick her out mm-hmm. so yeah so that but but she was outside but while she was outside she was talking to the security guard about what happened you know mm-hmm. and then uh then then gonzalez came back out and he started getting really aggressive with her because i because i mean anyone that you explain to she was just telling the security guard that she was just trying to get her drink tickets you know the security guard didn't know why he even like had to kick her out yeah well later on um, if you re- f- keep reading the article there's a quote that says um it's uh, mendoza right here he was being so aggressive that i felt i had to defend myself and the dj who got kicked out for no reason according to mendoza gonzalez screamed at her calling a fucking bitch and fucking whore i thought i was he was going to throw a punch at me then he came towards me super aggressively according to mendoza gonzalez gonzalez had to be physically restrained by a security guard mm-hmm. and several pra- patrons yeah he yeah the blonde bar against, the security had to hold him back mm-hmm. he was pinned up against the wall but continued to berate mendoza when Colone- colonetti arrived he and gonzalez had a heated argument that's colonetti, the uh, that's one I'm of the partial owners of the uh i was about to bar. say i'm assuming that's a partial owner colonetti reached the 
decision to not schedule Gonzalez on GIL nights anymore. So he was actually in a GIL night. What's what's a male DJ doing DJing on a girl independent ladies night? No, Should no, 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 no. Gonzalez, Gonzalez was bartending. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the the DJ was asking about her drink tickets. Ah. So it wasn't Mendoza DJing. Mendoza was running the event, and the DJ was asking about her drink tickets, and that's what caused like that's what caused um, whatever conversation she had with with Rodrigo about the drink tickets caused him to decide that she needed to be kicked out and then mendoza got involved and that's what made um that's what made rodrigo get mad and come outside mm-hmm. and have to be restrained mm-hmm. okay you got me we all caught up here yeah, yeah, yeah so now and then he's also been like he's also been i've also heard of him being accused of being just um overly aggressive or uh rude to different women patrons and employees there and now this now he's fired you know he's lost his job it's just another situation of of men thinking that they can be as spicy as they want with when it's about women because um they you know, think that they can do what yeah, and it's and it's true. Like, there's never. I really have never heard any any man talk about him, talk about uh, having any trouble with um with Gonzalez ever. You know, I never had any problems with the guy. This is what this is something that continues to happen in society where um we. And then men, I'm not saying it to accuse him. I'm just saying like, yeah, I was just like I was completely like if I had had I not been told by people that this was going on, I would have been completely unaware of it. Exactly. But like I was saying, this is just a thing in society where it's like there are some men that don't believe that catcalling even exists, right? Because I've never seen catcalling in person. My wife tells me that she has been catcalled before, mm-hmm. but I've never seen it happen. So it's difficult for me to even perceive someone catcalling her, you know? You know, I've seen it a few times. Uh, yeah, but um, that's not my point. I was, I, I was catcalled once. You were catcalled once? I was catcalled once by a group of women at a rowdy at a rowdy Latino club. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. It was very uncomfortable, though, I guess, you know, to share the experience. Like, it is uncomfortable to be um, to be objectified like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like I was saying, it's difficult for us to, to see that. And, and what constantly keeps happening is men don't believe women when they come out and, and say these situations that keep happening to them. If you look at the original Facebook posts, uh, many people were asking for proof of what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead of just believing uh, a reputable source, which is this group of of feminist women you know like why would they why would they randomly throw out accusations you know i wrote uh just because you've never just because you've never experienced something doesn't mean that it that it isn't happening oh, yeah. it was something along those uh, lines yeah exactly just because you've never experienced it doesn't mean it's never happened and obviously there had to be like some dude in there and his he he's, he's i can't really give his name because it's not real but he wrote just because someone says it happened doesn't mean it did. Lots of people are getting wrongfully accused of abuse online and losing everything over a bad relationship or hurt, or hurt feeling. feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I can't take someone's word right away only because they are a certain gender. And that just goes into feeding the whole situation where it's like this person decided to that a man's uh, social standing is more important to him than women literally being abused. Yeah. You know? Um and he's he's super mixy. He's all over the place with with his with the way he talks. Like in another another post, uh, Girl Independent decided to actually kind of talk about what the situation was, uh, what he would want, right? Uh, and he wrote, "My ex works at Turf Club. She was very abusive to me. I am a victim of abuse, so please boycott Turf Club. As a victim of abuse, you should stand by me. Together we stand as one." Obviously, trying to bait and troll, you know, just being a piece of shit. Um, later on, I caught him posting in another girl uh who we are friends with in another girl's um facebook who said i experienced drink tampering at at blonde bar you know and he said i'm so sorry that happened to you i stand with you so at that point i'm not really entirely sure what he was trying to accomplish i don't know he's if he just, likes he's this just, girl it's just a potster he's just a potster you know probably i mean these troll tactics are hard to like really pinpoint sometimes yeah i mean what can you really expect from someone that has a just has a fake facebook account you know with um with mm-hmm. no actual pictures of themselves and no information about themselves but i mean yeah. anyway even with anyone with someone like that you know it's most likely someone that everyone knows you know yeah it's like that episode so, of south park where uh, that's Gat Hunt episode, remember? Yeah, yeah, it turned out being like uh, that guy, that kid's dad. Kyle's dad. Kyle's yeah. dad. Kyle's, Kyle's dad, dad was dad. trolling everybody. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's gonna be something crazy. Yeah. It's gonna be like one of our friends' dads or something like that. Probably someone that we all know somehow. Mm-hmm. He's in the scene and whatnot. 
Um, so I wrote, I, I responded to his message and I said, I'm surprised you didn't ask to see proof first, you know, because he's, a, he's, you know, he's a wild piece of garbage. And then instead of responding on point, he posted a picture of a famous movie. I don't know the movie, unfortunately, but it was in black and white and it was a black man on trial. And just by the context, oh, and it was a tweet and it said, when liberals say you should always believe everything a woman says, right? That's what he posted. And the the basis of that movie is a movie where a black man gets accused by a woman about rape and he is not he did not rape that woman so he goes to jail for it right so he switches the subject from women getting abused which is the to, constant which is the constant argument too mm-hmm. which so is like apparently like abused. everyone like according to according to all the men's rights activists we're all just gonna go to jail on rape charges like exactly. we're all it's, it's a slippery slope into all of us being charged with rape mm-hmm. if i'm not allowed to call her pretty uh, what else am I not allowed to do? I can't grab her ass in the subway anymore. What? You know? Um, but yeah, he switched the subject from women getting abused to men or people of, or what I'm assuming is like people of color, uh, getting wrongfully accused by people, by women, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, which has happened historic. This has happened. Um, black, uh, men have been accused by white women in the past of rape that they have not committed. Uh, just go ahead and Google Emmett Till. But that wasn't the subject that we were talking about. You know, he set up an easy argument to agree with. and Yeah, it's a, it's a straw down, man. Fantasy. Specifically to knock down my argument. Yeah, exactly. So I let him know that. And then I posted the picture, the screenshots of his conversation. And I said, I got pictures too, fam. And then he promptly blocked me. So are you blocked now? Did you get blocked by a troll? Yeah, I got blocked by a troll. So I wear that as a badge of honor. Oh, yeah. That's, I I mean, love, their, their goal is for you to block them. Yeah, I love... I love uh, getting into arguments with trolls for the most part. Not all of them, right? But when they come into my garden. Yeah, yeah. some of them are good. Some of them are good to fuck around with. Yeah, because a lot of them just have no, uh, have never really had an actual debate or discuss with someone who actually kind of knows or can like, or has experienced the internet in the same way that we have, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, knows all their so troll we, tricks. Yeah, exactly. They're used to de- going into like, um, a very liberal Facebook with where there are all equally. Well, people just people take their bait. Unstable. People just take the bait, basically. Yeah. Like you just gotta not take the bait when you're dealing with those people. If you really want to engage with them, I mean, sometimes I wish the people. Sometimes I wish I feel like it's better to just ignore them. But there's no, you can't like. There's no, there's there's no helping that like someone someone's going to fucking take the bait, you know. And there's nothing you can do about that because one of your friends is gonna end up taking the bait. Yeah, exactly. I find the best way to argue with the troll is to kind of follow the rules of a debate, you know, and try to call them out when they don't work with it and it's just gonna keep going in a circle though yeah, yeah, I mean, I just like making fun of them and, like, not actually, like, even addressing the subject that they want to debate. And, like, I find that just frustrates them. Yeah, that works also a lot. Um, yeah, well, actually, I, I want to talk about Viceland and Deezus and Miro, actually. Oh, yeah, you did say you wanted to talk yeah, about Yeah, you know, we can, it's good that we can, put the, we can have this at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and um, I'm just talking about, there was, there was a recent, uh, as you know, like, Deezus and Miro, or, or I guess I don't know if you do know who Deezus and Miro is, but they're, um, how would you describe Deezus and Miro? Deezus and Miro are two two Bronx-born comedians, a comedic duo that plays off of their Bronx persona that is not really a persona as much as themselves and quickly lampoons the social circle. Yeah, yeah. They just pretty much talk about news. And they had a, they, they recently had a show on Viceland. News, Chop Cheese, Tim's, and Pele Pele Jackets. Yeah, That's yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> Did you say, yeah, you said Tim's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they so they had a long running show on Vice Lamb for over two years. They made about 160 episodes on a four day four day a week uh, nighttime late night talk show where they talked to celebrities and like you said lampoon pop culture. Um, so recently they signed the contract to move over to Showtime to have a one day to have a weekly a weekly show. You know, kind of similar to uh, last week tonight's John Oliver. I'm assuming. Well, you know what this thing is that it's really just going to be very similar to Jesus and Miro, but be just with a similar, budget, but with like a bigger budget yeah with a bigger budget and then and also they're gonna like more production too because it's only gonna be a once a week deal as opposed Mm -hmm. to them doing it four days a week how long was the do you know how long the dieses and miro episodes were um episodes were about 30 minutes long oh maybe they can do an hour then i don't know yeah it was like a 30 or 35 minute long show and then there was and then there was extended interviews sometimes sometimes the interviews would go if the interview would will go really long they would have a like they would be the edited version on the show but you could see the full like some of the interviews are like 25 or 30 minutes long like some of the interviews go on as long as the whole episode mm-hmm. but you got to watch them on youtube so apparently they moved over because um because vice was also just overworking them and their contract was actually cut two weeks short apparently um in 
an interview. I think it was with um, something with a B. I forgot the name of the people who interviewed them. Bossip. But uh, Bossip interviewed them. Bossip. Bossip. It's like gossip, but with a G instead of a. Yeah, I'm sorry, but with a B instead of a G. Oh, uh, okay. And Jesus said, Jesus says, uh, "Can I just be messy right off the? Can I just be messy off the rip right now?" Vice has us for two more months. Oh, two months, not two weeks. We did not leave Vice. Vice ended our contract. They were in their feelings because we were leaving. So apparently, as soon as um, as soon as the Bodega Boys signed their uh, signed their new contract with Showtime, Vice caught their contract short two week two months before it was even supposed to be up. So we could have still had like two more months of Bodega Boys. I mean, of uh, Jesus and Miro show. Which is completely ridiculous when Which I have the highest rated It show was the highest rated show on Viceland, you know? And it's just kinda like and then they also just came on out with late night, not on Viceland. On late, late night, night. And, yeah, exactly. And on the channel too, you know? Like on the channel in general. It was the highest rated show that they had at any time of the day. At the very least it's bad business practices. It's bad business practice because yeah, that's um that's two months of Jesus and Miro. There's like four episodes a week. That's um that's uh thirty two episodes. That's thirty two more episodes of content, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money that they, they skipped out on. They they did this show with no writers and no nothing. They just they just came into the studio and 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 worked the whole time. They just go right off the dome, you know, kind of exactly what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And they also got a, a they do that, and they also got a podcast called Bodega Boys, which is hilarious. I highly recommended, mm-hmm. highly recommended podcast. Number one podcast, most dangerous podcast. <laughs> Live for the hive, die for the hive. Definitely hive, hive for life. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, aside from them, um, aside from that, like it's it also just shows like more problems with like with like problematic behavior that I think I have with um with Viceland too. How it's like there's not really like a lot of diversity on the show other than on like the ethnic shows, you know, with quotes around them like these is in Miro, you know, but they because it's these like who else can do something like that? They took a chance with them, and then they got two chains on that most expensivest show. But I think that show's over too, isn't it? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think there might have been a new season of it, but I mean the point is like they don't have like on they don't really like as far as like their newscasters go. There's not really have like diversity on any of the serious shows, you know. They got a few like the quote ethnic shows, like I'm saying. But there's like there's really they're really and these and Mirror would also complain about it on their on their podcast and on the show. They would they would they would point out like how how predominantly white the staffing was at Viceland, yeah, and how they felt out of place, you know, sort of even even when they were there that they that they did feel that they felt like they were definitely a, a present minority mm-hmm. you know which they were and vice vice is owned by isn't vice owned by fox media i don't even know anymore i believe vice is owned but um i mean they were in a in a studio in williamsburg brooklyn you can only imagine the the type of people they were hiring yeah Mo- predominantly just predominantly white people for the most part yeah and vice is pa- yeah vice is partially owned by fox you know mm-hmm. but the same people that own fox news own vice so there's just and even before that, Fox, Vice has always been kind of kind of problematic. Didn't what, what's the name of the guy who used to be a partial owner? Gavin Adam? Rosdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the leader Rosdale of the Proud Boys, the the guy that started the Proud Boy movement. Yeah, and then he left. But um, but yeah, they've always been a little problematic. Um, they do great stuff for news, but they just have so much stuff that is just like sometimes it just feels like they have their head very far up their ass, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. They're also just the known for having like, very um very. They're, they're, they're known for having like pretty unfair practices with um as far as um as far as uh, treating their workers you know like vice is kind of known as a place where young people go to get a bad job but that they really want to go to you know mm-hmm. they uh they're apparently known for overworking staff mm-hmm. uh yeah that's all i know about them i don't know much about about vice except for that and the obvious which is that they are predominantly white and honestly how hard could it be to um to find people of color to to staff but to staff you yeah, your offices and um and your and your uh, and your media crews. Mm-hmm. You're in New York, and you can't find a handful of like. That's the other. That's the other problem. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. Like, why is there? Why why are, why are people complaining about um about the about the staffing not being so diverse when they work in such a in such a diverse city mm-hmm. as their headquartered at? But you know, I mean, best of luck, these Miro. I personally love these guys. Yeah, I think they're great. Mm-hmm. And I hope I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Showtime and with the extra budget. Yeah, I mean. Uh, isn't Showtime like five ninety nine a month or something like that? Showtime is five ninety nine, but I don't know. Apparently, they're saying that they're going to try to make the show as accessible as they can make it. You know, the mm-hmm. the Vice show definitely. The Vice show was always when they when they had the Vice show, it was the only free show that you could watch on Vice. Granted, uh, you had to go to the Vice website and uh, and you could only see the latest four episodes. But you know, they made them accessible. If you really wanted to follow them, you could see you could watch uh, you could watch episodes up to four up to four back. You know, up to and you didn't. Really 
really want to watch it that old, that that far back anyway, since it was mostly it's mostly like a topical like news kind of show. So a lot of the stuff that had that they talk about has already happened. If you're not keeping up with it, yeah. So we'll see what uh what the future holds for Deezus mm-hmm. and Nero. Just wanted to give him a shout out. Check him out today in Brown mm-hmm. Excellence. These Black Excellence. Keeping it up. Black Excellence. Well, um, Miro's Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's not go. Blah, blah. Let's not go into that. We're going to end it on that positive mm-hmm. note on some Black, black excellence. excellence. Some hardworking men, people, men of color. Thank you for joining us on Hot Soup. We hope you enjoyed that journey we just mm-hmm. took you on. If you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us on Twitter at Hot Soup Boys. You can also send us voicemails on Anchor if you want to send us any questions. You can go check us out anchor.fm forward slash hot soup. You can reach me at Manny Grins on Twitter at Manny Grins on Instagram. That is M-A-N-N-Y-G-R-I-N-Z. And you can reach me at Sakasal on Instagram, at Chef Sakasal on Instagram, as well as Sakasal Pie on Twitter. I also wanted to give a special shout out to Good Time Girl for doing the intro and outro music for our podcast. The song is called Virginia from the Titles album. You can find them on Spotify. And please, please download them because... Not only are they very good, and Sal is actually the guitarist yes, for that it's band. at Good Time Girl on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Check them out. All right, y'all. Take it easy. Mwah. You know people can't really hear that. Mwah. Mwah. I mean, it's going to be, the music's going to be so loud. Well, then, um, what should I say? What should my fellow call out? Which is not.